Welcome to Motorcycles and Misfits at the Recycle Garage. So, uh, welcome back to another Sunday recording. Uh, tonight in the garage, we have me, this is Liza. Then we have Knock. Yes. Yes. Bagel. Ohio. <laughs> Aaron. Hey, hey. Jeanette. Hello. Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> and James. What's up? I got demoted. <laughs> so hard for good reason. Yeah, you, I know. you only messed up what, like three times uh, in a row. Actually, I would be fired if it was a regular job. So, Nock, you want to take over from here? Nope. <laughs> good uh, so, what did we do last week? We went to the Dirt Bag Challenge in San Francisco, held at Hunter's Point, in some industrial ass, ghetto ass looking ass spot, uh, and we saw motorcycles do burnouts and shit like that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't sell these shirts, though. <laughs> no. Oh. No. No. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, who was there at the dirt bag? You Okay, raising hands. Was I. I was there. Yeah. Yeah, I bagel knock. Where were you, Lucas? I. Dude, I had a prior engagement. Uh-huh. Aaron, Jeanette. All right, so the dirt bag challenge is a... It's a... Low uh, rent chopper build-off. Thank you. Indeed. Low rent chopper build-off. <laughs> it's like an apocalyptic warehouse district... Like we we like to say titties, tattoos, and burnouts and yeah. beer. I heard there was a distinct lack of titties this year. <clears throat> no, there were some titties. That is not true. Uh, mine I, were there. Mine were totally were, there. They were <laughs> fabulous. By the way, Megan mine, must have lied to me then. Mine were also <laughs> <there>. <laughs> lied. She was just jelly. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun, and, and we had uh, Phil and Emmy from Cleveland Moto here. Yeah, took yeah. him up there, and he got his S three going, and was uh, doing wheelies down the parking lot. <laughs> I love how he would start um, revving that bike up. Yeah. And just that that two strike, ring, 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 ring. and and just it would be a cloud of white smoke. And then that dude with the special tires would do donuts and, and burnouts yeah, and, and send off a blue cloud. I'm like, I don't know. Like Phil's was cooler because that was actual exhaust smoke yeah. cloud. Yeah. That was not. That, yeah. Phil had the distinct uh, a danger of him actually holding a piston and seizing the bike up as he rode up and down the lot. You know. <laughs> It's an older bike, so... Well, and the smell of castor oil is way better than burnt rubber. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. And have you guys been to the dirt bag before, often? Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah. So for Great. a lot of us, It's one of those events that I try my best yeah. not to miss. It's so kinda, uh, it's what were you doing, Christmas. Jeanette, at the beer dirt bag? I was a beer wench. Yeah. Official beer wench. It was oh, great. Really? <laughs> cool. Yeah. So it was a lot of fun. Um, and then last night, I had a bunch of people over to watch on any Sunday because hey. believe it or not, there are a bunch of the people in this shop who've never seen it. The, I've never the first seen one. Oh, the original. Yeah. Oh, wow. Nice. So, Lucas, it was the first time for you and you stayed awake for that one. Yeah. What'd you think? <laughs> uh, I actually thought it was really entertaining. It was presented in kind of like a really straightforward style but i really liked just how completely honest it was like it's just like here are a bunch of bikers this is what they're doing this is where it is 
here's them doing it. This guy is doing this thing. This guy's doing this thing. And it was it was a really interesting expose. And it had a definitively retro feel, which I felt actually made it a lot more interesting. Just it was like, because it's old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like the 70s. Well, retro feel well, because it was retro. I thought that was obvious. They anyway, really nailed uh, that part. But yeah. it's kind of different from what you would see today. And I thought it was really refreshing just uh, looking at how you know, our forefathers rode motorcycles and everything. I enjoyed watching them ride the track. <laughs> how how young are you? <laughs> <laughs> you know what's uh, really cool about it is like uh, you grasp the concept of of, the, of context. Back then, like yeah. they were working with equipment that's nowhere near as awesome as as that's, you know, that's true. Well built or. I remember them saying uh, they were talking about like they had a, a circuit track or like a speedway or something yeah. with. Um, banked hairpin turns and they're like and as they enter the turn their suspension bottoms out and I was just like <laughs> what? <laughs> like your suspension should never be bottoming out like what kind of crap were they working with you know but yeah. it makes you think like they must have had balls of steel because those yeah. like tire technology was like a million years behind you know yeah. even 30 years ago like you were commenting like oh my god they're crossing over yeah. and all the circuit riders are riding crossed up and I was just like what's the deal with that but I guess maybe their tires had so little traction they had to ride crossed up tire but- tech was actually only about 40 years behind where it is now <laughs> yeah. but, but that's what I'm saying I, was, I watched them ride crossed up and I'm just like why are they doing that and Liza said uh, it's probably because their tires don't get any traction so they have to center their bodies over the rear wheel otherwise they'll end up blow siding. I was always figured so, like um, they'd go a lot faster if their balls weren't dragging on the ground. <laughs> yeah. and, and you know what I thought was really funny was that the only people who were dragging me were the people who were doing flat track racing. No. Yeah. Oh right, right. Yeah. Flat flat track racers were dragging me before like uh, regular circuit racers. So I thought that was really interesting. They they had like metal like hockey pads or whatever they put on their <laughs> knees in order to get that uh they you were know, there were there were people gravity. wearing um like catchers gear, mm-hmm. um yeah. hockey shin guards football shoulder pads like <laughs> that's uh, what i rode when i started jockey yeah. like jockey helmets chin erasers every single one of them wore chin erasers yeah dude yeah. it was awesome <laughs> it, it was like watching some mad max shit like seriously <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i love showing it to people and james you still have to see it i have yet there's, to see there's it. a bunch of people who saw and apparently bagel yeah i've never i've heard all about it but i've never i seen know it. right wow. what, what is wrong with you people i didn't two i didn't get the memo about last night and, and you know <laughs> i think the most striking thing about it was that they had stuff in that movie that you would never see today like uh what was that town they raced through and oh uh elsinore yeah they had like 50 what 1500 riders (laughs) participating in like a hybrid street and dirt race throughout this entire town wow and i'm like there is no way they'd organize something like that today but that was crazy i mean you just looked at the starting line and it was like a mile wide dude (laughs) (laughs) and and just imagining all those guys like fighting for (laughs) uh pole position coming straight out of that starting line that must have been like the most brutal dragged out knuckle busting start in history we could all thank leaded gas for that insanity Or like um, one, one of the racers who like broke his leg and then he wanted to race the next week to get the points. So he soaked his cast in the bathtub, took it off, and then just duct taped his leg together yeah. to race. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I used to tell my uh, my old sponsor, uh, uh, 
a boot is basically a cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have to cast off, put your foot in a boot, yep. tape it up, you're good. That wow. dude ended up getting his uh, heel sucked into a like a pothole or something, and then he just like had to quit. He probably rebroke his leg Ooh. after that. <laughs> well, and which which brings up um, that Dana Brown now has on any Sunday. The next chapter. No, there wasn't on any Sunday too. Apparently, it was terrible, in '91, I think that was, it was terrible. terrible. Nobody counts it. So yeah. we're not counting. Really? So they're it's calling non-canon. it on any Sunday next chapter, which is in some theaters now. So you can look around for that, or you can be like me. I signed up on on uh, Amazon to get it as soon as it's released. What? Oh, Amazon. It's probably already on. Well, Pirate I'm buying day. it. No, I was saying ooh is and yay. Oh, okay, yeah. I should do that. I'm right buying now. it for the for the library. I'm going to do that right now while we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm excited about that. But yeah, that was fun. But then Lucas didn't make it through the second movie. Yeah. What was the second movie? It was like a Baja racing it movie. Uh, and no, no, it's Dana Brown's movie. It wasn't Baja. It was, uh, it was Dust it? of Glory. Yeah, no. yeah Dust of Baja Glory. 1, Baja One Thousand. Yeah, Baja One Thousand. No, but it, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't all about Baja. It was. It was like way more. Look, I really saw, I saw maybe like 10 like, to 15% of it when I wasn't sleeping. That's enough. So, <laughs> so it was about Baja to me. No, it's, I mean, it, it is about Baja, but it didn't really capture it, and it's it's just crap. Don't bother. <gasps> I love that oh. No, I like yeah. I like how we get dissenting opinions yeah. here. This is good. I, I remember I'd just be on the couch, like, falling asleep, and Liza would just nudge me and be like, oh, my God, check out that awesome, like, Baja like, cruiser. Watch Baja. right now. Like, Mouse is about to crash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I, and I never figured out who Mouse was. I was just like, <laughs> I was just like okay. He's that dude that's mouse. always about to crash. He's a literal mouse about to crash. <laughs> we got plenty more. Oh, and the funny thing is, he's like, oh, I thought it was going to be that movie with Ewan McGregor. <laughs> it be that movie with Ewan McGregor. <laughs> Which, when you say we're, we're going to watch a motorcycle movie, you have a 50-50 chance if he or his voice is in it. Yeah, it's, either, it's either Ewan McGregor or Torque. <laughs> <laughs> So let's cover some. He's losing his shit right now. Dude, okay, that was funny. Okay, that was funny. <laughs> let's cover some what we did today. James, what'd you do today? I you you worked chain. on the fling poo. Yes, I did. <laughs> uh, I put a new chain on because uh, the chain that I had actually broke while I was riding it. Ooh. Yeah. Um, yes. Although it was only half of a link, so it wasn't that bad. Yeah, it wasn't the master link. It was the actual regular link. It was just me? a regular yeah. link that. Just yep. to snap. I have never seen well, that. Aaron, you're already yeah, commenting on his Chinese steel. bike. Yeah, <laughs> the link broke. Not like just one of the links just gave out. Right. So, gotta, so, I, so I got a heavy duty chain from uh, Wheel Ride. Nice. And it, as it turns out, the heavy duty chain is only I think it's like a dollar or two dollars <laughs> more than the standard one. Yeah. Um. So I got it for like eighteen dollars and uh, put it on today. Uh, good thing about Chinese bikes <clears throat> is that parts are extremely cheap. Mm. And you will have to replace them, so that's helpful. <laughs> because the parts are extremely cheap. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you got a chain that could actually chain now. Yes. Cool. <laughs> for now. For now. And let's see. And, and speaking of cheap, I got a new wheel for the XL175 because I put Chinese bolts on for the hold the sprocket on. Oh, no. And they broke. And in the process of breaking, everything started twisting and it snapped the hub. Oh yeah, that thing. But fortunately, I was able to find a whole wheel with a rotor, tire, everything for like fifty bucks shipped on eBay. Sweet, wow! So yeah, yeah. half that cost was like the shipping. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So it's cheap getting parts for that, but um, I actually put on the back off 
brake light modulator on my Versus today, finally. All right. So y'all know a lot of our people have been in accidents yeah. in the last year. And I think most of them, you're pointing. What are you pointing at? Oh, I, what? Oh. Me? Have you been? No, not recently. No, okay, yeah. yeah. I dropped okay. my bike No, but a lot of the guys here have had accidents, and I believe a lot of them could have been avoided with better visibility. So I'm on a whole visibility yep. kick mm. and putting well, now, now, uh, light modulators. The guy, and the guy that's on. running into you is can have an epileptic seizure as the brake light is blinking on and off really quickly. Well, maybe he'll be able to pulse his brakes. You see what I put up rhythm. with? I just figure if I get hit from behind, I'm going too slow. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Italian school of driving. Nothing. Everything That's behind right. me is of no consequence. Exactly. Oh, and then Donut came today. Yeah. So Donut, donut shut up. Is we, that another person? Do you? We're going to name people after round we, items. Really food. Bagel came with the name. <laughs> but I, donut got named because the name, cops dude. love him. Yeah, <laughs> love it as in stop resisting. Stop resisting. <laughs> um, so Donut has a DR six fifty. That he called me and said, um, it's having trouble starting when it's wet. Can I bring it down? Sure. Well, we hear the beep, 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 and a tow truck pulled up, and he actually got a flatbed truck. Oh, damn. To bring him down. I want to know, uh, to notate that this towing service, I thought it was pretty cool, it was a flatbed, but they had a motorcycle wheel chalk hmm. with outriggers and with little wheels on it. Hmm. Nice. So that you can roll it up and down without having to hold the bike upright. Hmm. Sweet, nice. And because I've gotten towed before, and the guy made me go to the hardware store to buy straps to put my bike on there. <laughs> oh, gee, really? That's, That's a suck. shitty towing service, yeah. man. Yeah, dude. Seriously, a towing service. One star on Yelp. Fuck yeah, I know. You. <laughs> <laughs> um, no tow rope. So Donut brought the DR650 in, and, and it has power, but nothing beyond that works. Mm. Starter button does nothing, and mm. he had troubles before. Where apparently he got the. When he bought the bike, it came with the oversized gas tank. And prior to that, whoever put it on, the oversized gas tank had been rubbing the wiring together and pinching it. Oops. Uh-oh. Which had worn wires together, which had then caused things to short. And it started causing, like, fires and Ooh. melting wires throughout the bike. Damn. Oops. Of which he finally took it to a real mechanic because we were just... That's a hot bike. ...repairing <laughs> burnt-out things and never finding the source. So uh, our, our friend Jim, the mechanic... Um, he says, friend. please don't send anyone else to me. I want to retire. Um, <laughs> he found the problem Good. and fixed it. But when but, uh, Donut came in today, we found even more wiring up underneath the headlight that had completely melted the plastic way. It was three feet of a bare hot wire You're kidding running me. through his wiring I harness. didn't get that. Jeez. What Man. could possibly go wow. wrong? <laughs> right. Nope. So we had to trace all that and with a lot of people when you're like well now you're gonna have to take the tank off oh well can't we just try it no dude take your shit off take the tank off <laughs> and, you know and you know people will just it's go to DR, great lengths like try and work bolts. around yeah something. exactly it's like now well he but he used loctite on it <laughs> Why? Um, not the red one red no. <laughs> yeah. anyway wah, we finally wah. took all the wah, headlight wah, off wah. got all the wiring out got it replaced yeah did you replace Still the actual wiring work. Yeah. Splice in a new. I just cut it out at both ends and spliced in a new wire. Cool. And then, um, still didn't work. So then we were doing the whole going down the line, trying to do, you know check it from every source, 
And while we're checking stuff, it just started working. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the gremlin just said, all right, my shift's over. And he's like, awesome, you did it. I'm like, high no five. More. Don't know what I did. Yeah. Yeah. See you next week. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Might have been the right wire that got jiggled. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I well, don't it's know. running now, and he's out of here. He's good to go. Yeah. So that was what we did. And then um, oh, Bagel. Che- oh, yes. Yeah. Oh. You got news? I do. I have a new, more or less, scooter. It is, it is a 2010 Genuine Stella four-stroke 150. Stella! Stella! What's a Stella? It is a... That's uh, a good question. Stella it's a, it's is, also a beer. It's is, like yeah. a Jixer, but... It's like a smaller wheelbase. It's like a Jixer with like 50% less... Yeah, uh. Uh, <laughs> maybe a little bit less than that. Uh, but it's it's a it's a four-stroke 150 that it basically is the same look as vintage uh, P-series Vespas. Um, the uh, the, com- the company in India called LML basically bought all of the uh, the body uh, st- uh, stampings for all the the body work for the for the Vespa P series. Wow! And started making their own uh, clones essentially after uh, you know at probably back in the eighties onward. I, I got so, a quick question. So why is it that James's um, Chinese fake Honda is crap, but you're saying an Indian <laughs> fake Vespa is good? Well. They probably actually They're, use real metal. Yeah, they, they do use real metal. Um, the quality is not not nearly as bad as a lot of Chinese bikes. Um, they are not perfect, I will say. They have quality control issues, especially a lot of the rubber and plastic is not very good quality, um, at least on some of the early ones, apparently, um, like mine. Uh, but the thing, the thing about this one is I've, I've been... I've had my eye on this particular bike for several years now. Um, this is actually one of the first four that was brought into the United States. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Um, wow. they, oh yeah, it's zero 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 three. Yes, this is zero 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 three. And have you thought about why there were only like four? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, this is just the first four. That Are were you doing in. research for him? Is that, that why? <laughs> no, but your they, hipster cred is like over nine thousand. Right <laughs> <laughs> nine thousand. <laughs> but it's like only one of like. The First five, you know, and then you go to the great place. And, uh, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, but basically, the, <laughs> the 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 story is that they brought in uh, the first first four bikes in the first batch because one of them needed to go to EPA EPA for testing. Um, and and Does that it mean it got all cut up. You know, supposedly it did. That's what that story that I had heard. Oh, it's California, like what they do at the bro. FCC. That's, like, That's something you assume just well, from the fact that you're able to buy it here. Maybe I don't know, but but I have heard rumor that it actually is still intact and <clears throat> does exist somewhere. I don't know exactly where, uh, but I would be very curious to know. Uh, one of the other four I know was totaled in, a, in an accident, so only three of the first four are left. Um, <laughs> And uh, out of out of the first four, one went to the EPA for testing, and the other three went around on tour to various dealerships and events to show show it off back in 2010 uh, when they were first coming out with these. And uh, the uh, this one ended up going to San Francisco to uh, San Francisco Scooter Center, where it has been for the last four and a half years as their demo bike. Wow! And um, the uh, the dealer there is no longer going to be carrying this model, so uh, the owner. Uh, called me up because I had been in touch with him and told him I was interested in it. Oh, cool. And he told nice. me he was getting rid of it, and I went up and bought it on Saturday. So did you have to pay more or less than what it's worth? I paid significantly less than MSRP. Okay, well, so wait, they, they imported bike, right? this. Well, it is, it what is a demo you, bike? Well, you had a bunch of, like, dumbasses, you know, 
crapping it up 24 hours a day. You know what I mean? So Apparently like, the demo uh, bikes make more power because everybody just flogs the shit out of them and well, the rings are seated. I don't know. I keep hearing that kind of shit. So. Yeah, they're basically like rental cars, short-term rental cars. Yeah. They can just get hammered this, constantly. Yeah, this this one has, has seen a little bit of abuse. Um, it actually got the most abuse before it even became a demo bike when it was on the tour. Nice. Um, someone tried to do a wheelie on it to show off and <laughs> planted the bike on the right side and give it good day good How do you do a, a wheelie on a scooter it's possible it's you, i mean it's possible, you, you lean, but like even if you do it you're still lame you, no, no, no it depends on the scooter watch That's some videos on youtube you have seen, not man. seen some real scooter wheelies by I, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna be a real stunner. i've seen plenty of people in southeast asia doing scooter wheelies okay and i gotta say <laughs> no. it doesn't look nearly as cool well i will they always have to have some guy on the back for ballast oh, well <laughs> no, you, you, what you really have to do is just normal everyday riding but when, but I, I will post some videos to the uh, the recycle page with some some real Italian wheelie riders that will amaze you. See what you uh, have to do really is you like, have to get a rack on the back, and that way you can put your foot on the rack. <laughs> just lift the bike up. <laughs> Just standing wheelie. Yeah. yeah. And you said that you. But how do you yuh uh, on a scooter like? Yeah. <laughs> you can yuh. It's, it's, it's automatic, right? <laughs> it's about that weight transfer. <laughs> no, no, this is actually a manual shift. This oh is, really? Oh that's cool. Though. That's cool. Yeah. You right. said you killed a bike? I did. Um, as the circle of life goes, something new comes into the world, something must go out. And this morning I went for a ride on my Vespa GTS 300, <gasps> got off the freeway and pulled in uh, and parked and wondered, why is there white smoke coming out of my exhaust like smoke out of the barrel of a gun? New Pope elected? Mm. And <laughs> 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 and I was like sniffing. I was like, "What the hell did I like lose my oil somewhere? What's going on?" And I go and I check the pull a dipstick out and take a look, and there's white globs on the dipstick. Oh, Ooh. coolant. Yep. yep. I have either cracked yeah, the uh, blue head gasket or say, you should probably cylinder. see a doctor about that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what. Yeah, so what's your uh, how many? What's your count for running versus non-running? Now bikes? it is uh, three to seven. Okay, oh that's running gosh. to non-running. That's not yeah, good. Yeah, no, you need I'm, to flip that, dude. Yes, I'm I currently do. at three to one, and it feels pretty good. <laughs> I need to get back to something like that. Fifty-fifty would be would make me really happy, but I've got I've got work to do. Um, yeah, that's a bummer, man. Yeah, that's exciting. And now you can use the new bike for the Tim Butt 200. Yes, I can, and I plan to. Cool. <sighs> I have a 300 so cc. I have a 300 cc two-stroke KTM motor. You can drop into that bad boy if you yeah. want. Yeah, <laughs> that would be badass, though. That would be awesome. For You'd be doing burnouts in that with no trouble. <laughs> for y'all who didn't know, that Bagel and I are organizing um, a 200-mile loop. I was going to ask about the under, tin, but I like yeah, the sound of this. 200-mile loop for under 200cc motorcycles and scooters. Does that have to be street legal? Under. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, not really. I mean, if you could get away with it. Well, I mean, yeah, if you want to take your chances, go yeah, for man. it. James, James, how many CCs? It is South Counties. What's I the I think route? it's 196. <laughs> okay, there you go. You're yeah, because uh, <laughs> yeah, my KDX is technically 198, I want to say. Fuck it, dude. Just do it. So we're doing it Slap in on it, it April. Um, you can go to our the Facebook page, Tinbutt 200 and sign up there. <laughs> like us. <laughs> we just, you know, there's... 
I've always poo-pooed small bikes in general. What good are they for? And I'm trying to find something that they're good for, and this is it. Let's do I, a race. I, love I mean, small sorry, bikes. a rally. Yeah. Yeah. It's a rally. Yeah. So. I, um, I've, I've been uh, thinking about small bikes recently. I just picked up the latest issue of Motorcyclist, and they were talking about the new uh, RC390. And I was thinking that, like, small bikes... That's not a small bike, really, by world standards. I call that a small bike, because I ride a Jixa, okay? (laughs) But I'm just thinking, like, if you have something that's light, but puts out, like, an insane amount of power, you know, that's exactly what you want, right? And if you're going to be flogging something in the hills, you know, even if it can't do, like, 150 in a straight line, it doesn't matter. You know, it's, that's it's, why Supermoto exists. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's all about how flickable it is. You know what I mean? So nice. Speaking of flickables and small bikes, it's a moment uh, where we get to know some people here today. So oh my. how's that? Yeah. Speaking of flickables, and I don't know. That was a bad like, segue. You're really bad at calling <laughs> us. It's just a fucked up segue. <laughs> you probably make hella mixed metaphors, dude. Like, oh no. We need to practice your segues. You mean I, speaking, I'm either flickable nor of small. Awesome, desirable things. <laughs> let me introduce you to our guests. There you go. Thank you, Lucas. <laughs> Appreciate that. So here tonight we have Aaron Bonner and Jeanette Sazek, and Yo. we're gonna get to know about them before we talk about Pakistan. Oh. So, what do you want to know? We're gonna know. We're gonna start, uh, ladies first, I guess. Uh, uh, mean chivalrous. Okay. okay. Aaron, uh, go lady. ahead. Go right ahead. <laughs> That's all me. That's it. Not okay. just tip to this fedora right I, here. <laughs> tip. Tip. <laughs> tip. <laughs> um, okay. What got it? Uh, what got you into writing? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, There was a girl that I used to work with Mm -hmm. who used to commute to work. I don't work with her any longer. Uh, So she may still commute to work. I just don't know. Uh, So I asked her one day about uh, about writing and said, of course as people often do oh you should teach me to ride sometime right casually she, yeah, yeah exactly oh just show me one day uh, and she pointed me to the msf program which i took cool and, and uh, you're also now and i am teacher. now a rider coach uh, nice. with uh, yeah, cool. the cmsp and um i've been riding since then although my first year i was terrified so how so, many years have you been riding again was that? it's been about nine now nice but the first year was did a couple thousand miles yeah. i was so scared and uh what after you that of, precisely I, I was scared of dying i was well, scared you, of dying you, my, my question that was kind of a loaded question my question was were you more scared of other people or yourself i was more scared of myself and not and Confidence. that's and yeah exactly mm-hmm. and and just being able to control the bike and okay. i'm a relatively slow learner so uh, okay. it took me a while to just feel comfortable enough to cool. really get out there i feel like the more experienced you get the more you transition from being scared of yourself to like scared of how other people are fucking crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> you, you certainly develop confidence in your abilities yeah i'm still uh, scared Aaron, of myself uh, all what time. got you into writing so i grew up uh in kind of rural New Mexico, and my dad uh, road raced and had a bunch of hot bikes around. So it's and, in the uh, blood in the family. Yeah, so he used to take me out on his uh, on his Ducati when I was like four. He put me on the gas tank and just nice. held on to the bars and uh, just fell in love with it. So I got my first bike when I was seven. Used to ride it to elementary school. My teachers hated my family. <laughs> Jealous. Dude, you were probably the coolest kid in school. Though. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I could take ditch banks all the way to school so I didn't have to hit a street or anything. But I had to come in through the back of the school. So I'd ride across the playground, just 
shred the freaking playground every morning. <laughs> and then I go and lock it up in the front of the school with the other kids' bicycles. Nice. That's How long have you been riding? Uh, 33 years. Nice. Wow. Okay. So what do you guys ride currently? I mean, what are you guys riding? I have a Suzuki DR650 yep. with a, a really big tank on it. Now I really want to look at the electrics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the After that tanker. story, and also a DRZ400 SM. Nice. Okay. Nice. Am I, you got Wait, baby, is you? the DRZ the one you got a ticket on? Uh, no, that was a that was a borrowed bike. I was on a Tuono. Oh, <laughs> that'll yeah. do that, that to you. Yeah, that was the V4 one. Completely right? uncalled for that yeah. ticket, by the way. Yeah, I am, really? I am innocent. Yeah. Who, who ticketed yeah. you? They. They. They, they, they did. She <laughs> who shall not be named. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got a, like a bevy of bikes. Yeah, I tend it. to cycle through them a little bit. Yeah. Um, but like, what's your go-to right now? I know you got it. My go-to right now is a 690 Enduro. Yeah. Um, okay, your KTM? Yeah, that yeah. thing's amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, fully rally kitted out. I I beat the hell out of that bike on dirt street, whatever I can find. Nice. Uh, yeah, I've seen it, man. I think it's a cool looking bike. It's seen cool, some but shit. if you look at it, it's not it's not a garage queen. That thing's been beat to hell pretty yeah. badly. Right on. Um, I can attest. I've seen it. <laughs> yep. Here's a here's a weird off off oddball kind of question. Uh, what's your favorite tool? For wrenching. Oh, yeah. for wrenching. Wow. Yeah. Like it's favorite like like cheater tool. Hand like tool? this what thing's tool? whatever. Tool in the shop. Tool in the yeah. shop. Whatever. <clears throat> Wow, um, I got to go with my uh, with my ghetto fabulous lift that I built. Nice. <laughs> no, that's cool. It's ghetto. Making your own shit and it's terrible. It works. Yeah, it's but terrible. it works though, right? Yeah, it I works mean, great usually. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's lost fingers. I did. I did have a. It did drop one time. It kind of. <clears throat> I lost a, a valve. Kind of messed up. And it, yeah. But fortunately, it was my dirt bike up on the lift. So yeah. who cares? Yeah, right. Right. What about you, Jeanette? You do a little bit on your own wrenching, right? I a l- very little bit, although. I do a little bit, but yeah. uh, I'll say my favorite thing in the garage is my bicycle pump to <laughs> pump up my motorcycle <laughs> tires because I use it all the time. That's gotta okay. take a while. You don't have yeah. a compressor. I've, well, I've, not I've from that. flat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you need a compressor. Yeah. Um, uh, longest trip, longest longest trip, or longest you've been on a motorcycle continuous motorcycle ride? Because I know you guys have done some road oh, yeah. shit. I've got a few. Yeah. I think the longest ride for me would be Baja, going yeah. down to um, San Felipe and Baja with with a bunch of people from the Bay Area oh, Riders yeah. Forum. That's fun. So, I heard yeah. that was miserable. Like no, that's no, never not miserable. to me. It was no, fantastic. I thought, well, I thought going back was gnarly because it was wet and cold. Like it was five? wet and right. cold. Wah. But it was still <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, cool, baby. <laughs> yeah, mine. Uh, well, my longest mileage wise and time wise was. Uh, when I was in New Mexico, right after I graduated high school, uh, rode down to Sao Paulo, Brazil. No shit, dude. Um, wow. Road dog style. Yeah, yeah I, just, I had a friend down there, you know, he was an exchange student I met in high school. And he's like, hey, come on down and visit. Dude, I was trying to get a job out of high school. Did you get, like, kidnapped, like, three times <laughs> along the way? Yeah, I got kidnapped, uh, you know, 40 times. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, uh, there were a few times I thought I was probably going to die. You ended but up I uh, sympathizing with a couple revolutions, <laughs> All right. you know? Uh, and this is the ultimate ultimate question. You know, you've given uh, some thought about forty two. <laughs> <laughs> the answer. To what is Liza? What is your up the bike bike? Why are you asking me? I don't know because I, I thought it'd be a cool thing to do. We all know Liza's up the butt bike. We we have to ask. Them I thought never fucking bikes. fuck it. Fuck it. Okay, what's your up the butt bike? <laughs> You're not cut out for all this. All right. Talk. I know. Clearly not. 
<laughs> I'm just going. I, I'll. Mine's the MV Augusta Brutal. Mm. I just love Brutale. that bike. The 800 or beautiful. the. Uh, they they have like a middleweight and they also have like an 800. So which one is it? I think, the 800. Uh, yeah. I nice. have a model over there of one, I think. Those are sexy Some, bikes somewhere. They Aren't they cool. beautiful? They're, They're just awesome. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. Dude, mm-hmm. the exhaust on that thing is just like mm-hmm. a fucking work of art. Yeah. You know? Oh. Like, I, I usually hate stock exhausts, but it looks so cool. There's no Aaron? way I'd ever replace it. Yeah, it's weird for me because I'm not really that into the, the road racing stuff, but... Um, right. I mean, I had that stint years ago, but uh, for me, it's it's the it's an original Mike Hale with Ducati. Uh, yeah, uh, and not one of the not one of the modern like the one that he ones. rode or like, something. Yeah, or? my dad actually had one. He destroyed it mm. uh, racing, so that's proper, I guess. Wow. But um, yeah, I, I love life. that bike. Love that bike. Cool. Those are some pretty pretty my, uh, choices. My uh, bike was a Super Ligera, so. Oh, I know I'm, a friend that has one. Me really? Too. <laughs> I'm going to totally steal that from him. <laughs> He's also gay, so it might work out. <laughs> hey, hey I'd be, he can be my sugar daddy as long as he lets me ride it, dude. <laughs> it? Ride it? <laughs> wink, wink. I'll send you some contact Sorry. info. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Um, I'm Pakistan. Not, I'm not kidding. You guys came all the way to San Francisco to hang out with a bunch of ding-dongs to talk about this amazing, awesome, epic trip you guys had. So, so. Uh, we did a podcast previously, yeah. The Bumpy Roads and Broken Bones. That was in reference to Jim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Jim and Rebecca and Daniel came and shared their story of their trip to Pakistan. But there was uh, quite a few people went, and you guys went yeah. on one of the, the different tours. How many people we're on your tour there were only three of us from the states that's uh, like that would have been a completely different experience yes where were most of the people from if they weren't from the states well it it was the the three of us who had signed on for this tour and then everybody else they were friends of moin who's the Mm -hmm. organizer or uh, people he had as as support people so people in the support truck okay uh, people uh, Friends riding along with us, friends riding in the support you truck. So you're saying and the, so, the majority of the people were actually Pakistani. Exactly. Yes, it was so, a much smaller okay. tour than the first one, and uh, yeah. and I think cool. uh, in many respects more interesting because of it. Yeah. So let's let's uh, recap the basics. Um, how long were you there? Where did you go? And what were you riding? <laughs> I was there slightly longer than Aaron, uh, so I was there around three weeks, but I had a few days uh, to spend in Lahore. Okay. Nice. So that was where, before that's the where riding Moin happened. Lives, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I missed that leg of it, right. sadly. So did you like some uh, crazy tourist stuff, or you just hung out a couple days and Did some tourist stuff, um, went to the Wagga border, border mm-hmm. from Pakistan to India, and um, just different sites to see. Yeah. Um, the The really great thing about it it's an incredible city yeah but it was the first time i've seen in person the uh, you know the, the people on the motorcycle there's five people on a motorcycle right and right. we see the pictures here and laugh and go ha 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 that's crazy look right. at that but there just there's normal. just <laughs> thousands of people on motorcycles they're everywhere and and that's how people get around so, so it's not ha 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 funny this is what Life this is, how is they like. Just roll, this yeah. is how they live. This is how we roll. Let's actually go back a second. So, how did you guys find out about the trip, and and what made uh, you decide to do this? Well, so um, you know, I've I've known Moline for a number of years. Uh, so he uh, 
went to school in San Francisco. Yeah, so he and, came up from Pakistan. Came yeah, so I met him sort of through Barf, um, and I didn't really know much about him until he was doing his trip. He he rode and, a sport bike from San Francisco to Lahore. And Barf is our oh, local sorry. Bay Area yeah. Riders Forum. Yes, and uh, so he rode his motorcycle from uh, San Francisco to Lahore. Obviously, mm-hmm. had it shipped from New York out to Europe and continued from there. Wow. No and pontoons, huh? No, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, he kind of wimped out on that part. No, no polarization. But uh, so the interesting thing is, he had he had a, a heck of an accident in Romania. Yeah, and was in the hospital for uh, like I want to say about a month or so. Oh, and during that time, a whole bunch of us from out here got together and uh, worked with someone out there and got his bike fixed while he was healing up. Oh, yeah, that's right. Smart, there, were, there was a thread of uh, people shipping parts over there. Yeah, we shipped parts. We collected all kinds of money. Um, nice. It's actually Gwen on, yep. on Bear Riders Forum uh, who really spearheaded that, and sh- um, she's an amazing person. And, yeah, uh, she's a cool chick, man. What, what's Gwen's username again? Thumper X. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Know her. And, uh, yeah, so that's really kind of how I got to know Moeen, and then, you know, we would talk now and then, and whenever he'd come out and visit, uh, we'd spend some time hanging out, riding together. Yeah. Uh, just a just a neat guy i mean he's one of those guys who uh is just so full of life and so full of of positive energy i mean that guy is is i don't think he's ever said anything negative in his life or done anything negative he's just it's all positive and everything's amazing and everywhere he goes epic. no matter everything's epic epic, uh. epic and amazing are his two <laughs> words and and really like that guy could be anywhere doing anything and it's epic and amazing and like it's it's really neat it's a neat if thing. i could turn so, back the time so he told you about this or you saw the listing and yeah so he he did make a post on barf um but he actually called me and was like dude you better come on one of these <laughs> and that's because the previous year uh he had a, a extended an invitation for people to go out but it was like a five-week trip and I have one of those, what's it, a job. <laughs> so that wasn't going to happen. Uh, so I told him, like, hey, if you do, like, a two-week trip next year, I'll go. And, yeah, he called me and was like, okay, dude, two-week trip. Okay. So Put the ball in your court. Really yeah. couldn't do, uh, couldn't really get out of that one. Yeah. And, uh, nor so did I want to. So you so were trapped. So I was trapped. Jeanette, how'd you learn about it? I had met Moeen one time, and I saw the, the, the thread from the previous year's mm-hmm. tour, and the prick pictures from that tour uh were taken by his cousin usman and the pictures were just so incredible i thought i've got to do that right got to do it and i was uh afraid of saying yes i'd do it but i finally got there and i'm so happy i did so is this one of the craziest things you've you've done i think so So this is you like although crazy not not really spontaneous because a lot of thought went into it, right. mm-hmm. but uh, definitely there was enough fear of doing it that it, it felt kind of crazy. And, cool. and a lot of other people, once I came to the decision, I didn't feel like it was so crazy, yeah. but other people did. So That's what we get a lot, too. Is like uh, Everybody who went on the trip was getting a lot of negative, don't go, it's fucking crazy. They don't like Americans, blah, 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 or whatever it was. And mm-hmm. it was entirely the opposite of that, apparently. So, well, I mean, not not entirely. I mean, no. there, are, there are instances, I think, where, where you know, n- there are people who are skeptical yes. uh, of, of Western culture in general. And that's, you know, I, I get that. I, honestly, like, whenever I travel, I'm, I'm usually embarrassed to be an American because you look around and yeah. the American travelers and we're not good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I actually had uh, some, some fairly close friends. Were, were who were 
concerned enough that they drafted this hugely long email imploring wow. me not to go. Yeah. And, and you know, begging and pleading, that, you know, and, and saying that, that it's love me too much and they don't want to lose me. And I'm like, guys, it's, you know, really, I've, I've traveled a lot. And, and at the end of the day, people are people. And when you're in front of people and you're talking, like, it's, it's really rarely an issue. Yeah. On the one hand, it's really great that you have people who care that much about you. On the other hand, I think this is a perfect example of what Moyne is trying to change, the perception. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, and I have the travel advisory here in front of me. Um, It's scary. But I also found they have the same travel advisory currently for Mexico and the Philippines. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Have you looked at the travel advisories for the U.S.? Oh, right. I don't know. (laughs) Some of those are actually um, terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, From certain certain regions, you know, uh, their travel advisories for coming to the U.S. and their, uh, yeah, it's, you read some of those and you're like, Wow. That's not even close. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just so y'all know, I've signed up for the first trip next year. Oh, so I'm okay. going through what you guys were going through this time, nice. where my parents are like, well, we'll pay for the kidnapping insurance, but we won't pay the <laughs> ransom. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting people like, you're crazy. Why would you do this? My wife just made sure I had lots of life insurance and she was good. That's exactly what my parents are doing. <laughs> and I've already told them who, you, who gets what you bikes. You should wheel me come all your bikes. Yeah, I was about to say. Uh, Doug's in charge of that. Oh, really? Yeah. I'll have to talk to Doug. <laughs> yes. If you're lucky, you might get a toaster or two. Oh, I can do a toaster. <laughs> um, so, all right. So you committed to doing this, but there had been trips before you, so you felt pretty secure. Well, there was only that? one trip before we committed, right? Because it was the previous year's trip. One, I mean, by the time we committed, the first trip uh, from 2014 hadn't hadn't happened yet. Hey, oh, Bosley. Bosley's here. This is the pug. So you guys get the pug. He goes, he sits between you. Oh, right. And when he starts to snore, you have to poke him. <laughs> so the time comes, you're going on the trip. Um, what are you riding and what cities are you going to? We started out in Islamabad. That's where we picked up the bikes. We have the- a lot of listeners there, actually. It really it's like our, our thanks what, like to our number 10 city oh. or something it, yeah it's our yes it is the ravi piaggio storm 2 storm oh, 2 storm 2, storm two. sorted it out with the second one i guess <laughs> yeah they apparently fixed all the issues with the storm 1 only not really so uh, for those who don't know which is everyone pretty much including me until this trip uh, a ravi piaggio that means it's a it's a piaggio 125 motor in a Ravi frame mm-hmm. and Ravi components. And Ravi is a, a Pakistani brand, hmm. uh, presumably not known for their build quality <laughs> based on experience from this trip. Um, did you see a lot of others of them? Is this what you'd see five people riding by on? We did see quite a few other okay. uh, very similar bikes, and we saw some of the Storm 1s. I'm sure they were on the looked 1. just like a Storm 2. So you got the, you um, guys got the little people experience where like everybody... You were you were oh, yeah. regular folks right. riding yeah. around right. motorcycles. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, you know, we we did meet some folks on bigger bikes mm-hmm. uh, from other countries, passing through and whatever. Uh, but honestly, I think really part of the magic of the experience of this trip was being, riding on a was shitty being, bike. Being, being nice. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's what we got too. That's what and, we got uh, too. You, you know, right. I I don't think we could have made it on this trip if we didn't have the uh, the lead factory mechanic from the Ravi factory on the tour with us. Shout yeah. out yeah. to Mechanica. Wow. Mechanica. Mechanica. Uh, previous trip was basically fraught with uh, breakdowns and yes. disappointment. And so there was no disappointment, but we did a well. 
I heard I heard it ended with abandoned scooters in a hotel. So. <laughs> ours ended with, and this was on the Deosai planes. Oh, we, we ours ended with a motorcycle on top of the support truck, oh, strapped man. to the rack on top of the oh, support boy. truck. Whoops! Well, yeah. burned yeah. out clutch. So, let me um, read real quick. Um, part of the reason we're doing this too is Moyne because he announced the tours for next year but people are signing up from now so that people understand what is included in this um so i know it's gone up this year because he's trying to buy some hondas so he's now charging 1250 a week and i know this is just covering uh, this is not like a tour company making a lot of money right right, right. this is moine saying come see my he's country doing it's it beautiful. for the love right? he's not That's making it. he's yeah. not making money on this no. he's at just all. so yeah, he's just trying not to be in the hole right 1250 a week covers uh, food meals motorcycle rental fuel for the entire journey motorcycle maintenance during the journey including oil changes filters fluids plugs support vehicle so you won't have to carry your luggage on the bike hotels camping equipment all toll and ferry chargers charges two helpers who will help you with everything from riding your motorcycle when you're tired to giving you a massage on top of the Himalayas. Holy shit, uh, that's 1250. Did you guys get awesome. the massage? I spent like three times that much we on We did not take food. advantage of the massage. <laughs> oh my services. god. Not not included is airfare which can range from 1500 to 2000. Um, visa fees about 120 for American citizen. Yep. Insurance costs, bottled water, and he says you'll have to pay for the parts if you crash your bike. The bike is about twelve hundred brand new, so you th- so if you throw it off a mountain or total it, that's the extent of your liability. Mm-hmm. Yep. Any other personal expenses you choose to incur: shopping, beer, wine, hookers, etc. Everyone, <laughs> <laughs> tell us about the hookers. <laughs> <laughs> Does my wife listen to this? <laughs> and, so, th- so he's covering everything and pretty much everything. You had yeah. security. Was there security also? Ish. Um, I mean, it wasn't necessary. We never, never. Knew. I mean, I I know that there was a, an aspect of security on our trip, but it, it was never remotely close to being required. Yeah. So there did you were have, like checkpoints. Black water dudes following you in a Humvee or something. Like what was <laughs> right. the secu- what was There was security? actually yeah. There was yeah, one um, one section where we actually had an escort, a, a security right. ex- escort with uh, the police. The government, yeah, they deemed it a dangerous place. Uh, and so they actually had they sent someone from the checkpoint, the police checkpoint, with our group, and we had to stick wow. with this guy who was an incredibly slow rider. It was a pain in the butt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we had to stick with this guy all the way to the next sort of yeah. town, uh, and because they were worried about our well-being. So that was the interesting <clears throat> thing, and this is kind of a recurring theme: is that uh, they didn't want us going to a lot of places because of the headache that would ensue if something happened to an American in their country or in right. their area. So, so they were, like, concerned about liability. It was really... They weren't so much concerned about us, I don't think. Uh, it was as, a political incident they wanted to avoid. Right. It's like they don't want they don't want us to get hurt in their in their country and in, in, in like in the American area. embassy because they don't need more bad press right. yeah, yeah right. Right. Um, they don't want that because so, the American press would freak out what was the most grueling stretch of, of road that you guys ride I mean I, I'd imagine it might be the same or different for both of you or I don't know what's the story with that depends on what you mean by grueling honestly well, every I mean, bit of it we rode was amazing for me the first the first stretch was the most grueling uh, but that's because I had so it was like a. What, what's going on? <laughs> this was like a. This was like a twenty-some oh, odd hour flight, right? So yeah. I, I get in at like four in the morning into Islamabad. I'm picked up by Moin's brother. Hey, Mohi, if you're listening. 
Um, Mohi's awesome. So Mohi picks me up. We go back to uh, his grandparents' house. Yeah. I basically have time to shuffle around stuff from bag to bag, change into my riding gear, and we're off at dawn. Holy shit, you're hit the ground running. Right. Like, so I'm like, and I didn't really sleep on the plane because I was super mm. excited. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I'll get there and I'll be able to sleep or whatever. And I, I think we have a day or nope. something. No, yeah. nothing. So we zip up to uh, Moeen's parents' sort of summer house, uh, which is where the rest of the gang were hanging out waiting. Mm-hmm. So we get there, have a quick breakfast, and like, okay, time to go. Wow! <laughs> and uh, so we're riding, and the worst part of this is this is, uh, you know, right in the middle of Eid. Oh right, you oh, to, yeah. Ramadan, yeah, which is a big deal. So you know, Ramadan or, or Ramadan, depending on where you Everybody's are. Right, fasting and you're hungry. Yeah. So and no, shit. but the thing is, it's no? a big tourist thing, right? And so oh. where, where we were going up in the north of, of Pakistan was was very touristy, hmm. and uh, so everyone and the grandmother was in a car on the way up the same way we were going and traffic yeah. was a nightmare you can't even yeah and I, thought, imagine. I thought like you, you got had that free license to just ride like a total a-hole oh you yes. can but guess, <laughs> free guess what everyone's driving like a total a-hole yeah. and so there's really like it's challenging and and uh, we're trying to kind of stick together and and by the time we stopped for kind of an early dinner late lunch kind of thing i guess it was more of a late lunch I was done, man. I was over yeah. it. It was hot. I was. I hadn't slept in like two days. Yeah. What What month were you all there? August. Late oh. August. And, and yeah. you had the same experience too, Jeanette. Come, hitting the ground running, coming. No, really I now. had. I had landed in Lahore, mm-hmm. and we had the few days in Lahore to <laughs> sleep and just chill Shop. out and and wander around the city. So, but we were that was two escorted days around or? the city about three days. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, and then we headed to Islamabad, okay. um, and that's when we started. Yeah, uh, we picked up the bikes and headed up to Marie, which is where that vacation house is. Uh, Marie's gorgeous. Um, by it's the way. beautiful. But we did, like Aaron said, we let we left um, the day after Eid, which is a <coughs> a, a huge deal there. Yeah, and everybody was on the road and it it is inc- it is really unbelievable to experience traffic there yeah it, once you've just been here <laughs> yeah, and if you think about it that's like traffic in the rest of the world you know? they, they yeah. do actually Crazy. say in the travel advisory that it's much worse in india yeah wow mm-hmm. worse than wow. india Traffic no, wise? it's worse in India, worse not in worse than. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. thought you said worse than India. And so I'm like, was, wow, that's some serious shit. So what was, <laughs> right what was the craziest uh, moment you had, like from point to point? Like, what was the most grueling route, or what was the moment you said, "Holy shit, what the fuck?" I'm. I, doing I think this? that like, had to be the hardest day altogether because it was still hot. We were still not up in the mountains where yeah. it cooled Unless off. Unless you're Sam in the Dayoside Plains, yeah, and, they went, <laughs> and you crash every ten feet. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know, you're behind. You're for a moment you're okay and then you hit the next town which is a huge traffic jam and you just have to try to get through any gap you possibly yeah. can because everybody else behind you is too right so to get yeah. anywhere you just have to be super aggressive yeah. paying attention to everything at all times and then you have this diesel smoke in oh. your face yeah, the everywhere. entire day oh. so that was just it and it was hours and hours and hours and yeah yeah the after a while, by the time I would get to the next town and see the traffic jam, I just wanted to stop and start crying, yeah. curl into a ball. And it was just it was that tough. first day, really. That yeah. was the only bad day. Yeah. Then it was clear. Right? After that, it was great. But uh, I didn't really sleep until like the second night of the trip because uh, yeah. that first night, I ended up taking the last stint. I uh, had somebody ride the bike because I was, I was just going to pass out. Yeah. And uh, so being in the car, it's even slower going. 
mm-hmm. and we didn't make it in to where we were staying that night until after midnight Oof. and uh there were no no we we're basically staying in a tent city that had sprung up outside of uh not on that's pretty which is crazy. like a big tourist mm-hmm. town hmm. and uh there's a little all the all of the all of the padded spots were taken when i got there and there were no blankets available and i was uh, you know i got my gear back but it was still like wet and sweaty and cold yeah and it was very cold that night because you're getting up in the mountains and uh, i didn't really sleep that night so it was really like not until the next night that i slept and uh yeah Oh, that that was amazing. It's it's hardcore, uh, dude. Any uh, any mechanical breakdowns that? uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, none at all. (laughs) So okay, like, what did you do to uh, combat the mechanical breakdowns? Brought a mechanic. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The mechanic. That's handy. That's handy. Now the the interesting thing about these bikes is they're uh, they're not they're not well made. Yeah. And one of the one of the sort of biggest achilles heels on this bike is the rear brake assembly so the rear brake lever is made out of a metal that resembles um flexible balsa wood (laughs) (laughs) and it's um it's kind of like it's basically like a copper wire essentially with a a brake pedal at the end of it and it's slung underneath the bike and there's not that much ground clearance especially when you're not small like i am yeah and uh you know, yeah, every time I'd be, that shit out. Yeah, I'd, <laughs> I'd go over, a, I'd go over a little rock and think, oh, I got plenty of clearance. Oh God! And then the brake lever is like bent underneath the bike, and you have to yeah. stop and bend it back. And you can only bend it back so many times before it just breaks off. Right. <laughs> and then uh, we well, don't really need rear brakes. Right? Oh, you do on that bike. Yeah. And the front brake doesn't do shit. Right? Yeah. Well, not only that, it does but plenty. It makes you crash. Yeah. Some of these, some of these roads. The thing is with these roads is uh, the paved roads. Even there were some really good paved roads, and there were some paved roads where it felt like you were riding on a bar of soap. Yeah. It was that slippery. Wow. And uh, Was that just the quality of the road, or was there, like, actual oil in the road? I think it was just that it was uh, the road. You know, here the asphalt is, is replaced now and then or whatever. Yeah. I think this stuff was just sort of so old. It was basically like, you know those... Uh, concrete parking garages that yeah. are super slick yeah it yeah. basically had that texture to it so the asphalt wow. was so old it literally was just beaten down smooth. into a smooth it was surface. like super smooth and you know a little bit oily because of course there are all these you know there's no like you know there are a lot of crappy vehicles that leak all kinds of fluids on the road so there's, there's coolant and oil and shit, yeah and, anybody crash uh, on that road yeah, oh, I did. You hurt yourself, or I, I did mean, not. What I was wearing really good armor, right? Which cool. was also really hot. But uh, <laughs> I was actually riding pretty slowly and yeah. pretty carefully, and uh, I just went around a downhill hairpin that had a little trickle of water running mm-hmm. across it. Um, and my rear tire just slipped out, and I was. Did you target fixate down. on the water streak? Or? No, no, oh, it right. just Whoop. happened like that. It was. Inc- oh it was, wow! Yeah. And for those who haven't ridden with Jeanette, which is most people listening, she is an incredibly good rider. Yeah, I've ridden with her, and uh, I got footage and shit. And her slow is like a lot of people's fast. So, yeah. wow. Um, and so, what kind of terrains you're on? Streets? You're on dirt? Oh yeah. At, uh, it's a, it's asphalt, air quotes, uh, but <laughs> there's some asphalt there, but it, it turns into big chunks of dirt here yeah. and there, and there's just potholes everywhere, potholes in the dirt, terrible dirt roads, terrible asphalt roads. Yeah. 
water crossings everywhere. Mm. All of which are amazing. Every single road was <laughs> fun. I, I bet. I mean, it was. Um, it sounds challenging. Which means that it's know. it's well, it you is know, challenging, and I think a lot of it is because of the right. bikes. There's not really any suspension to speak of. <laughs> right, and, and we spoke. So these the tires on the bike even are made in Pakistan. Yeah, and and I'm guessing they're not quite like. Pirelli quality tires. Um, that's you don't thing. say. Made of old sandals. But you know, Jeanette and I talked about this. Uh, Made of goat hides. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we talked about it a number of times, how this trip I don't think would have been nearly as fun on a more capable bike. I yeah. think it would have been boring. That's um, something I'm talking about part, boring. Well, there, were, there would have been parts that would have been less interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what's challenging about there it. There would have like, been less of a challenge. The thought yeah. in the back of your mind that like, holy shit, I might actually not even make it through. Right. And the you thing know. is, is like the scenery is magical enough to where it would have still been an amazing trip but it like the added level of challenge because the bikes were so bad was actually kind of neat for me i enjoyed it to me that lens too it's it's a an experience because this is what they're right it really wasn't like it's it'd be less of an adventure i think on on like a nine an adventure, adventure bike. Yeah, that'd be, yeah. That'd be like so easy uh, mode, dude. You know what? So, what was your mind blower moment? That one moment where you stopped and, or, or if you were riding and you went, "Holy shit, I'm I'm doing this. It's I'm doing this. This is happening. Uh, it, it's right now. My mind is being blown." There were so but, many. Honestly. Yeah, well, I know. Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine. Um, but the that, the one, that one. I one. I was actually in the truck when yeah. that happened. I rode in the truck a couple days. I of course got a cold when I mm-hmm. when I got there. So there, were, I just sat out a couple days. And um, yeah, the pasu cones uh. coming. Uh, you've probably seen some photos. What of was the, this? The pasu what? Pasu cones. Okay. What are they? Um, they are this. Just Pretend like we've never been there. Yeah. Incre- uh, so, <laughs> right. so you come around a corner and you see this huge alluvial valley just this oh wow right it, so it's this it's, huge mountains and it's in between it's just alluvial as fuck alluvial <laughs> as it's fuck a good word which uh, was coined on that trip alluvial yes. as fuck yeah, is this like, like pinnacles kind of what that's a good description of the actual cones. Okay. So uh, they're they're also, I think, the nickname is the cathedral. Mm-hmm. So they're the, just very um, like pipe organ kind of cones. Yeah, dramatic. Up wow, chiseled uh, looking. And we slept mountains. across the street from these yeah. things. Basically, wow. it was incredible. So you just awesome. wake up. Yeah. What about you, Aaron? What was that? What was the spot for you? Yeah, I mean that that was definitely one of them. Yeah. Um, the other one was. Uh, you know, we got to see uh, Nanga Parbat, uh, which is one of the highest peaks in the world. Where he, any any mountain climber knows about this mountain, mm-hmm. and we got to see it from two different angles. And the second time we saw it, we were around on the backside, and uh, it was a super moon. Oh right! The sky right. was clear, and the snow covered peak. It was, it was one of the most incredible things I've ever seen in my life, and yeah. and. This is sort of a recurring theme too throughout the trip. Is it's the the sheer size of these mountains you're surrounded by is right. so humbling. Like, you know, you're at twelve thousand feet and there's stuff surrounding you that's just towering over you and just yeah. going up into the clouds and disappearing. And it's just so you mean they're they're little peaks that are like over like twenty something thousand. Feet. Oh yes, quite a few. Wow. wow. Yeah, insane. They, they're so tall. They some of which have never. Cover. Yeah, some of which have never been climbed. Hmm. No way. Successfully. Wow. So you mean people have actually died trying to climb? People have attempted most of them. There's one I don't think people have even tried, um, Butterfinger. Ladyfinger? Ladyfinger. Um, <laughs> Butterfinger? It's like, oh yeah, that's that's such a fucking deadly they, mountain. They try it, they keep slipping off. I'm fat, leave me alone. <laughs> Ladyfinger was just like, I don't think anybody's even tried that thing because it's basically just a sheer rock sticking up. It looks yeah. like a finger just sticking up into the sky. It's wow, that's uh, cool, man. <laughs> 
Or a candy some, bar. You know some candy bars. I keep people. hearing the food's amazing. I heard you guys got some good food. Yeah, well, you it know, is great. Yeah. So sp- anybody thinking about going on these trips too? Um, the food. What I didn't know ahead of time is most of the food that we were going to eat on the trip. Uh, a lot of it was canned food, mm-hmm. but it was it was prepared by Moeen's parents, Moeen's mother mostly, hmm. um, and then taken to a local cannery and canned. Oh, wow. oh I see. Okay. So she made like all these all these amazing food. foods and and cool. had them canned for the trip. And so you know a lot. Of, I mean, it gets a little repetitious after a while, but the food is it's it's so good. And then yeah. uh, what was your favorite? Oh man. Um, what was that place? I we don't stopped? even know the names. On of the way things. back, on the way back, we stopped at this one place and they had this barbecue chicken that yeah. was just ridiculous. And it was like it was pretty spicy, and I, I mean, I love spicy food, but it was I was sweating and just eating it. it <laughs> so I Not wanted to throw out some interesting facts about Pakistan. Again, Moyne's point is all we get here in the U.S. is just the bad press about what's going on there. I mean, I'm not going to say bad shit ain't happening there. And I'm not going to say that I think everyone should go on vacation there. I mean, you know, it's not for everyone. But some things that that people don't know, that two of the highest mountain ranges in the world are there. And that the largest deep-sea port in the world is in Pakistan. The highest paved international road. Mm -hmm. The second largest salt mine in the world. And one of the largest deserts in the world. Um, the highest polo ground in the world is there. So we're talking, Genius. we're talking deserts and mountains and yes. and and ports. Three and of those things you'll get to see on the tour. Oh yeah, and then the one that I think is really cool: more than fifty percent of world's footballs are made in Pakistan. Really? <laughs> Did not know. That. Baseballs are made there too, right? I, and by footballs, they mean soccer balls. Yeah. Soccer right. Balls. right. Actual right. football. Probably. Yeah. Football where you use your feet. World that football. football. Yes. Yeah. So did you see any other travelers? Oh, yes. Yes. A lot of other travelers. Not uh, American. Didn't see any other Americans. Travelers from from where? And did you see anyone else traveling by motorcycle? Oh, a few. Um, so The Austrians? They were all from Western Europe, yeah. weren't they? No, so there were, uh, well, first we met uh, when we were in uh, Hunza, we met an Italian couple uh, who Moeen already knew. Agatha and Thomas. Oh, yes. Okay. Agatha and Thomas are amazing. And so they've been basically living on their on their motorcycle for like, what, two years, three years? Five. Oh, so they're doing a world tour, or doing well. Not things, really. They're not. Or? They're not. They're not like trying to cover all this ground. What they're doing is they just sort of uh, they go places that sound interesting, and they just live there for a while and pick up jobs and do some work, and then when they're over it, they just go somewhere else. No kind of bike style. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So it was a uh, was it a Trans Alp? What was mm-hmm. it? it Trans Alp. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, nice. uh, so you know, big bike. Um, yeah. Really neat folks. And then when we're in uh, Pasu. Uh, we met uh, an Austrian fellow and, and his wife who were on their way from Austria to the southern tip of India. Hmm. And they were just passing through. Uh, also really neat folks. So he was uh, he was loaned the bike uh, from the uh, the KTM factory, loaned it to him for the trip. Wow. And it was like a fully decked out uh, 1190 adventure. Just amazing. That's awesome. Oh, man. Yeah. How did he get them to loan him a bike? He's a journalist. Wow, a motor journalist, and uh, so he's like, "Yo, I'm gonna go ride all the way to freaking India. Give me yeah. a bike, please." And they did. Name's wow. KTM. I'm in the wrong line of work, dude. You know, I can, <laughs> I can write. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Primarily, all the other travelers that we met were Pakistani. Yes. And and touring the northern areas as well. On, right. So on yeah, a lot of Moeen's friends joined us for the first half or so of the trip, and uh, a lot of them from were from Lahore and had never been up to the north part of the country, which yeah. is. Uh, 
you know, certainly the most scenic part of the country. So it was actually really neat. I think our trip was neat because it was not the first half of it, at least, was not really American centric. It was really Moeen spent a lot of time with his friends, and it was kind of fun just to hang out with him and his friends and and experience this stuff with sort of semi locals who were tourists checking it out, and it cool. was really neat. So Moeen seems pretty connected. How does he know so many people and get get these? you know groups into places that other people can't get what's his trick uh connections mostly um so his uh his father is fairly well connected uh within the government and uh as is his uncle and he has a number of friends and his father's friends and uh yeah there were a number of times where we get to a checkpoint and they said well you guys can't go there can't have americans in there and he'd make some phone calls or he'd disappear for a little bit and he'd come back and they'd go, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> nice. <laughs> These are my people's. What yeah. a badass. It was pretty That's cool. Good. So They're, if you're uh, on the fence. Part of my entourage. <laughs> yeah. If you're on the fence about going on this tour, do it because you literally would not be able to go to Pakistan and do this same tour without right. him yeah. or someone. That's why I'm as, going. This seems... Yeah. Ch- chance of a lifetime. Exactly. It really is. Yeah. yeah. And he said up. he's going to be traveling the mm-hmm. in 2016. So this is this could it. be the, the last time he does it. Who knows? By the way, 2016 he'll be rolling through here. Um, nice. Well, so. actually, this is a good chance to mention that he's going to be here in January. Yes, that's right for Shame. the screening. So the tour that uh, Jim and Daniel and Rebecca were on they filmed did they do any filming on yours or just theirs no uh, and they we had have, a photographer there, there's his. a reason for that but we were not going to get into that right now <laughs> and they made a documentary right which is let's see it's coming here January 11th it's going to be playing out here um, south of San Francisco and it's traveling it's um, what is it called is it called Barfist I'm not sure what it is. Um, They're going to have screenings on the 29th in Pasadena and on the 31st in Long Beach, or sorry, Las Vegas. And then it is going to be traveling to Long Beach, Seattle, Tampa, Chicago, Toronto, Mm -hmm. Montreal, Boston, and a few more. Right. And folks, if uh, if you're at all interested in motorcycle travel or or Pakistan or any of that stuff, check this out. It's going to, the scenery will blow you away. Yeah. I mean, cool. like, uh, the closest thing, I guess, the, the, what I could relate to in terms of getting your mind blown was going, for me, was going to the Grand Canyon the second time and f- remembering how crazy big that fucking thing is. So yeah. you get a sense yeah. of scale of how small you are or the universe is or or your your world is compared to how big everything else is, you know, and you get your senses recalibrated. Yeah. Oh, or it's humbling. It's very yeah. humbling. Dude, Grand Canyon's yeah. weird. Like, the first time I went there, it it's so big, the other side of the canyon looks like two-dimensional. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's so much space you start in between losing, you and yeah. the other side. It, it almost looks painted. You like wow. you start losing depth perception after yeah. a certain depth. It's yeah, so it's big. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. I just wanted to mention the name of the documentary. It's called yeah. Pakistan: The Untold Tale. Cool. Thank you. Cool. Thank you. Pakistan: The Untold Tale. So this November, in a world. we're going to continue talking, but I wanted to take world. a second to let people know how to get more information about what we're talking about. So um, on Facebook, you can look up Moin Khan. That's M O I N K H A N, or a different agenda on Facebook, and that's where he's posting what what's going on, and and um, you can email him if you're interested in any of these trips or if you want to find out where the screenings are Mm -hmm. 
and anyone can go. You just have to contact him. And what I thought right. was funny is he posted, I'm having these trips, and I was looking all over for a place to <laughs> sign up. It's like, no, you just right. email it's him. It's very casual, right? right? Yeah. Just email, yeah. hey, I want to go. And he's like, so, okay. I'm like, we'll And if you look right. at his uh, <laughs> videos section mm -hmm. on there, you can see all of his other adventures, too. Yeah. He uh, he loves taking videos so, and does. posting them. <laughs> oh, and if, ever, if anybody wants to see a video of Moeen flipping ass over tea kettle trying to avoid a truck coming the other way on a dirt road <laughs> let me know i've got the video <laughs> so um um what uh, uh my question was what was my i totally i lost it i lost it but it I was a good. great oh, question yeah <laughs> i don't know um, how to answer that so how did, how did it how did the trip change you as a person uh, and then it's kind of hippy dippy kind of like check your chakra at the door kind of thing but like <laughs> yeah check your chakra breath check chakra breath <laughs> um how did it change you as a person and how did it change your view of the world or, or pakistan or motorcycling in general or i think for me it it makes things other things seem less risky yeah, because I can just put it in perspective. Raise of, the bar. You know what? I fucking rode a motorcycle in Pakistan. <laughs> this is nothing. Just that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it changed me so much as uh, I mean, I've done a lot of travel and, and a lot of it on motorcycles. But for me, it reaffirmed my my firm belief mm -hmm. that really face to face, no matter what kind of government issues are going on or religious issues are going on, like people are just people and people are cool when they're face to face. And yeah. I mean, the hospitality there was was actually one of the most mind blowing things of the whole thing. Yeah, that um, was incredible. The hospitality was just incredibly insane. People would would you know feed us and give us you know chai and all this stuff. Give and, us and, shelter and shelter <laughs> and like these are people that don't really have things to spare and, and they're they're you know going out of the way to to make sure we're comfortable and and it's just that's uh, great. It was amazing. So Did you? Was incredibly polite. Very polite. Did you experience? any anti-americanism yes there was this one day where we traveled into yeah. a small village feels like going back in time and spray painted on the walls of some buildings as you go into the village it said down with the usa mm -hmm. and as we drive in i'm getting more and more tense and nervous um, so it, that could have been the equivalent of like a spray painting on a on a freeway overpass that we all completely ignore. Yeah, right. exactly. And it, and it really was just one small sort of, you know, splinter group of, of extremist weirdos who did that stuff. But uh, this village was sort of known in the area as sort of being kind of the backwards redneck village <laughs> right. their, their version yeah. of redneck right so right. Like, everyone was like fuck those guys like who cares what they think you know <laughs> basically it and, and but you know what was interesting is is you know i was actually a little bit nervous going into there too and uh and i don't typically get apprehensive around people like that but i was a little i was just kind of a little on edge and uh we had this fellow with us uh jimmy khan who's uh an amazing singer and, and entertainer and uh, look up Jimmy Khan and the big ears yeah look him up <laughs> and He's awesome. uh, this guy's just an amazing dude and he just started uh, started singing started playing some music right and uh, pretty soon we had like half the town out there hanging out and we're dancing and playing music and singing and just chilling and it was so cool like right it was on. just really really neat so and and 
did you experience any other sketchy or i mean the perception that we are given over here did you find anything to back that up over there like you go to mexico and it's the federales you got to look out for you know the people are all sweet so besides like the one border crossing nothing else i mean is this completely there was one other time where i felt like it was sketchy but it actually wasn't and it it was because the sun had gone down it was dark and this is the area where we actually ended up having a police escort Mm -hmm. so we go into this collection of abandoned looking buildings and this guy shows up and says we can't cross the gate we have to go to this really dark area behind some abandoned looking buildings in in the dark and i'm thinking where are they taking this is it this is it and your ticket and then he leads us into a building and they serve us chai and there are these they didn't serve us chai initially moeen moeen was like if you're going to hold us here, you're giving us some chai. And they're like, we don't have any chai. He's like, we'll go get some chai. <laughs> <laughs> and like 20 minutes later, we were drinking chai. Nice. Bam. Chilling. He, he's a shot caller, big baller. Oh, seriously. That guy's, he's, <laughs> kid's got some stones, man. Because yeah. like, these all these you know armed guards and whatever, all these military guys. And he's like, dude, bring us some chai. We don't have chai. Bring us some chai. And like, <laughs> and go get sure some. enough, man, we just, man. there was chai. Get some chai. <laughs> yeah. So overall, a very positive experience, despite of just the weird moments that you guys had. Yeah, there were there were moments where I, you know, it, it comes from going to a country where you you don't know the language, yeah, and so you have this sense of being a little isolated because you don't really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And plus, we're on motorcycles, we're in helmets. It's not like he can just tell us all the time. Right. So I'm kind of used to not knowing what's going on. So, <laughs> so you're just following along yeah. and hoping everything's going to be okay. And it and it always was, but there is that sense of of just uh, what's happening right now because yeah. you can't understand. That's part of the experience happening. there, right? You just yeah. like what the fuck. Exactly. That's part of the fun, honestly. Yeah. But like, right, yeah, there were like there really on. was nothing that you would expect you have to worry about to worry yeah. about. What you do have to worry about is um, not getting hit by a bus that's yeah. coming the other direction hmm. uh, tra- and traffic. Because that's really what you have to. Be but only, aware in, the, of only in the cities as you get back down and, there. And your bike falling yeah. apart. And your bike falling apart yeah. from under you, yes. Roadside, <laughs> any roadside repairs that, that uh, you... Uh, so, oh, many. Yes. so many. So <laughs> many. Yeah. Any creative ones? Yeah. Oh, no. it's, it was good Aaron had zip ties. Uh, yeah, I did carry a lot of zip ties with me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, you brought your own zip ties. Oh, yeah. Zip, t- awesome. zip ties, <laughs> zip ties good, good duct tape, and, uh, and wire. safety wire. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And uh, I did go through a lot of zip ties on that trip. Yeah. Just sort of like, well, that broke off. Let's just zip tie that to the bike until we can deal with it properly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I mean, having the, the, the support vehicle with the mechanic who had like a, like, boxes of parts uh it's mm-hmm. like he knew that everything was gonna <laughs> it's almost as if he had known yeah. that whatever you're riding was super shitty well, well they that, planned in advance the handlebars <laughs> i mean the handlebars on these bikes i remember i came off this uh wasn't probably supposed to be a jump but it ended up being a jump. <laughs> and i land and i kind of threw me forward and i put a little pressure on the bars and i go <laughs> they were actually bicycle handlebars. And then I was like, like oh, dude, even bars. bicycle yeah. handlebars are made out of steel. Oh, that yeah. shit's made out of like fucking melted down pots. Oh, yeah. No, I felt like I, felt like I had clip ons on for a little while. And then, but as That's soon awesome. as I stopped, I just basically <laughs> bent each yeah. one back up. You get and two chances. And, yeah. <laughs> well, I have a question regarding uh, repairs. Did it seem like most of the people in Pakistan did their own repairs? No, actually. Really? So they No, there were Good little question. there were little 
uh, like auto shops all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think a lot of people work on their own vehicles there. Yeah. What's interesting there is um, there are so many motorcycles, largely because they're super cheap. Right. Whereas cars, um, if you buy it, because they don't make cars in Pakistan really, and if you import a vehicle, if you import a car, it costs you a ton of money. So like a, the equivalent of like a like a Ford Fiesta, a cheap crappy car. Would cost you like status. it would cost you the equivalent of like thirty grand U.S. over there. Yeah. Whoa! Holy um, shit! Because of all the all the import taxes and all that stuff. Whereas a motorcycle costs you like nine hundred bucks. And there's yeah. like nobody who can work on the car either because there's no market. There for are it. because there is a market. Uh, really? There are enough people that have some money, and there are certain types of cars you'll see over and over again. Yeah. Um, you but goes. you kind of have to be a, <laughs> you kind of have to be a baller to own a car, and there are a few companies, uh, big manufacturers that have. Uh, manufacturing facilities in Pakistan, so you can get those cars much cheaper. Yeah, um, and those are typically the cars you'll see. Uh, but yeah, if somebody's got like a Land Rover there, they are a baller because that thing's like a hundred grand over yeah. there. Yeah, because I mean, Rebecca was talking about that there was this stratification of, of of the kind of vehicle you drive. If you're on a bike, you're kind of like small people. You're scumbag. You're common, yeah. yeah, you're common people. And if you have a car, Pleb. whoa, yep. you know. And then if you have it's an like imported car, here. yeah. So basically, there's like motorcyclists, there's car, and then there's imported car. And mm-hmm. like if you're an imported car, if you're driving like a Honda over there, you're a baller. Yeah. And yeah. Um, it's the only place in the world where driving like a 2004 Honda Civic with peeling paint means you're like a fucking badass. Well, that's, <laughs> so the interesting thing is you don't see vehicles with peeling paint like cars because because they're so expensive and because it's such a big deal to get they a car over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They maintain them well and they decorate them it's so interesting everyone every car is so personalized over there it's not just a vehicle it's like it is a it is a thing it is a like a rolling piece of art they're all all pinmobiles extension of their personality spinners there are so many of them (laughs) are just like pimped out let me let me ask you so what uh temperature differences differences did you have and did your gear change? Did you have to take a lot of different gear for it? Because they had one from snow to like hot weather. Yeah, it was it was broad. Huh? We didn't have snow. Uh, we didn't have huge temperature extremes except for in the lower areas, which was uh, really fucking hot. So you need to have. Um, I I didn't feel comfortable riding without my armor. So. Uh, we had I, I had a dirt bike jersey that I wore over the armor. Okay, good. Um, but it, up in the mountains, it's it's st- it was still warm at that time of year, uh, but we would get chilly at night. So we yeah. didn't have huge. There was no snow. We didn't have much rain. Just a little bit right yeah. in the beginning. I guess it really wasn't bad. The time yeah. you guys went in the season, I guess, was favorable. Unless you were to stay in the lowland areas, right. then uh, okay. it would just be miserable, <laughs> <laughs> miserably yeah. hot. So, what's next for you? Yeah. You've done this amazing trip. Is it like stirred the pot? Are you. I'm going to Nicaragua in December. Yeah. Okay. So, this has changed you? Um, I think I'm maybe a little bit quicker to say yeah fuck it i'll do it okay. <laughs> um, My so so it's changed me in that sense um and are, are you going to be biking there yeah dirt bikes oh yeah. have, do you ride dirt? but we'll be riding actual dirt bikes so i expect yeah. it'll be a little more comfortable they're not going to be ravi piaggio dirt bikes <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that so uh, you going with a tour group is that what it is yes or? it's nice. a tour group it's cool. an actual tour tour company so i i think it'll be cool uh, it'll yeah. be an adventure but not a pakistan adventure right 
And Aaron, how about you? What's next? You know, I'm I'm old and married and like <laughs> I've done a lot of really interesting trips in my life and uh, I'm glad I got to go on this. Um, I don't have anything major planned. I'm doing Baja in January. Yeah. Well, that's Baja's really not a big deal. It's you know, it's just right here. So right down um, the road. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but uh, and that's just going to be a one week trip because uh, a lot of us don't have all that much time. Um, yeah, speaking of which, you had to you had to finagle a little bit of time to go to Pakistan with your boss and all that business, right? I mean, me? Had, yeah, no. Yeah, oh well. No. So you know, interesting story about that. The timing of the trip. I mean, I, I told my boss back in like February that I was going to go, mm-hmm. and it was all it was cool and everything. So it wasn't a big deal. Oh, okay, um, okay. But I ended up actually uh, changing jobs, sort of right in the middle of all this stuff. So. Uh, I called my boss from the from the airport <laughs> because I had just gotten my my offer letter for for my new job and I was like, yeah. "Hey, dude!" Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm flying to Pakistan today, but just want to let you know before I left that I've accepted another offer. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> but I Judas. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he's like, "So what? Your two weeks is running on vacation?" I'm like, "No, no, 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 man! I'm not starting till like you know October, so it's cool." So, yeah. You know, I didn't I didn't like leave him high and dry or anything but yeah, yeah it was uh it was a it was a weird conversation and, and the reason i chose to make a phone call is because my boss is on the east coast it was on the east coast anyway. oh, right. so either way it would have been a phone call yeah. um but yeah it was that was awkward yeah uh, <laughs> so let me take a, a moment to talk about the upcoming trips if anyone wants to sign up for him so do it, do he's it. doing four tours uh two of them are for two weeks and two of them are for three weeks and um, they're, the first one is going to be May 29th to June 11th. And so from what I understand, like if you're going on the two-week tour, you're probably going to be taking three weeks off from work because yeah, you got to travel, travel get there. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> Two and a half minimum. Um, the tour- Man, you guys get that much vacation time? That's crazy. You guys get that. <laughs> oh, no. I'm taking... No, yeah. I, yeah, I'm taking extra time off. Yeah. Did you guys take a couple of days to decompress after the ride or... After the trip. Oh, Before sorry. Before start asking questions. <laughs> oh, jeez, yeah. We passed Thanks. that part. Sorry. So, okay. So, tour one, <laughs> May 29th professional here to June 11th. Tour two is July 24th to August 13th. Tour three is September 4th to September 17th. And tour four is September 25th to 15th of October. And the places that they will be visiting... Um, is Chitral Valley. Did I say that right? Ch- yeah. Ch- Ch- Chitral. Ch- Chitral. Chitral Valley. That's going to H- be a little warm, by the way. Hunza Valley. Mm. Adabad Lake. Nice. Uh, Pasu. Pasu. Um, Alluvial. Skardu Valley. <laughs> and one of them, he said, maybe we can add Kashmir. Skardu was neat, too. I, nice. Yeah, if you, can, if you can ride the road that goes from Hunza to Skardu. Oh. Yeah, do that. That was my nice. favorite road That's by a far. Fantastic road. Yeah. Is Kashmir like still like a politically contested region? Yes. Yes, it's a little sketch still. down there, but that's I think why he wants to take people there. And uh, we didn't have the luxury on our, on know, our trip, I'd but I would love to get down there for sure. Hmm. They're still fighting it, over Kashmir. Yeah. Well. Oh, so back to the I question. I mean, there's there's it's Pakistan so administered yeah. Kashmir and <laughs> India administered they both, Kashmir. I know they both claim Kashmir as their own region. It's so, kind of like the Crimea of that region. So, I have some at home. I love it. Go back to, to go back to that question. Did you guys take a couple of days off after the trip to just decompress? And how long did it take you to actually just kind of like holy shit, let this thing sink in for a little bit? Or was that one of those? <laughs> I did have a couple of days. Um, I you know I felt ready to come home. Yeah. 
so I didn't have that experience of coming back and feeling kind of depressed. I was home, right, so right. I, I was I was glad to be back home. It's a good amount of time. Um, on the yeah, road. yeah, it was it was a good it was a perfect amount of time. Yeah, I mean, I think we had enough time to sort of process everything most evenings or or in the morning because Moeen's not what one would refer to as a morning person. Yeah. <laughs> um, so most mornings, you know, I at least had time. I, I would get up and I would do some journaling, keep track of what happened the day before, and then, uh, you know just kind of hang out and, and think about yeah. things and uh and process things so really like uh didn't really need decompression when i got back i was just kind of ready to roll and uh cool yeah it was great i mean the, the right time on. i think a, a two or three week trip is about perfect i wouldn't i wouldn't want to go shorter than that and i wouldn't want to go too much longer because you know you get kind of a little homesick and want to get home yeah Right on. I'm used to a four-day trip, so this is way outside my comfort yeah. zone. Glamping. Well, um, so thank you guys for coming out, out here. And I know you guys live in San Francisco and, and Half Moon Bay, and, right? Yep. Okay, and, and it's a little bit of a time a little bit of time for you guys to come out here and do this, and so we really appreciate it. We do. Yeah. And and we're wanting to help spread Moyne's word because we think it's really cool what he's doing. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's why we're here is because, we, you know, I, I – at least for me, uh, you know, I, I think more people should experience Pakistan and, and really see the how beautiful the country is and how nice the yep. people are. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if, if you stop <coughs> taking everything our, our press gives you and, and just actually experience things for yourselves, and that's not just Pakistan, but everywhere. Yeah. I think you'll be better off for it. Yeah, that's your final word for it, huh? Yeah. Yeah, what about you, Jeanette? I think, too, if anybody is wondering about going on this trip, go to the documentary. There will be a a bunch of us who went on the tour, so if you have specific questions about it, uh, about anything on the trip, come up to us and ask us and i think any of us would be happy to encourage you and answer any questions that you may have and for those who go to the documentary in other cities um i would invite you to check out uh, the website for this podcast i'll be happy to provide my email address and everything like that and if people want to contact me and ask me questions about the you know what to expect whatever please i will happily answer them cool same you same here so, and if you want to reach Moin Khan, uh, you can go to a different agenda at gmail.com. Um, or you can look, look him up on Facebook again, a different agenda on you Facebook. Can, you can message him on uh, Bay Area Writers Forum. Yeah. You can His go to username bar. is Khan, K H A N. Yep. And so, yeah, so go see the movie. I, I urge everyone. And I don't know if he's filled up the slots. I have no idea. I, I don't think he has. I think this is an amazing opportunity. I mean, it's not like Pakistan or anywhere has really been on my list to, to go motorcycle. And it's like, well, this is an opportunity I'm going to yeah, take. Yeah, it I can, really is. I'll find time to go to the, the Alps or I'll find time to, mm. you know, to go right through Right, England. you can go there any time really uh to so many of these places but this is a very limited opportunity to have one last thing i'll say one last thing i'll say about pakistan that was interesting is when when i had a lot of people here saying oh don't go or you know worried about it uh my wife works a lot with a lot of people in the uk and almost everyone she asked out there or told that i was going on this trip was it it was either oh i love it there or oh i go there all the time i go there every year it's beautiful wow um so it's it's really that kind of helped mellow me out a little bit more about it too is because uh almost all of her her british colleagues were like yeah it's great can you can you go into more detail about like uh what kinds of things people were saying no i think we're trying to wrap up man okay all right (laughs) i I missed the hand signals sorry (laughs) my bad i'll tell you offline yeah so um not can you tell people how to reach us nope 
<laughs> Where's Megan? We're, we're lost without uh, her. <laughs> you could uh, reach us at Facebook at uh, Facebook slash Recycle Santa Cruz, or you could reach us at RecycleMotorcycleGarage at gmail.com. Um, yeah. Check out Motorcycles and Misfits on SoundCloud. That's where we broadcast. Word up. Yes, rate us on iTunes. We're all up in that business. Please so. rate us on iTunes. It helps us. One and star. I actually have an announcement. <laughs> She's got an announcement. Uh, yes, we Marie, now... Officially- are you pregnant? No. Uh, it's not Who's mine. the father? Yeah. <laughs> we now have a phone number. Do we have a phone number? That oh. people can call in. And, and it's not dial a prayer either. It's an actual phone number. And they can leave a message on the voicemail wow. if they want to share something with us that we can then put that sound bite up on the podcast. Wait, nice. so people still use voicemail? What's the actual phone number? <laughs> so the easy thing is you can go to motorcyclesandmisfits.com and we have it posted there. Or you can call us at 831 291 5112. Call me a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you, if you want to call. Oh, you don't have to put the mic down to get him snoring. He's, he's on all of them. Yeah, he's. he's That's his thing. Up. He snores on all of them. That's Bosley, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Though it could, it could easily be Lucas. He sometimes falls asleep too. No, I don't snore. I just fart. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. So yes, thank you everyone for listening and yes, thank you for coming out and hanging out and telling us your story and your experience. Thank you for the invitation. Definitely. As Lucas said, um, please rate us on iTunes. It helps us with the feedback a lot. We really appreciate it and I do check them. So I think that's it. You want to take it out? All right. And tonight we have had Liza. Hello. Bagel. Hattie. Aaron. Yo. Jeanette. Hello. Lucas. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> gets me every time uh, James what's up and I I have been knock <laughs> and you still are cool cool past. no what we out are we out we out we out cool dog. cool okay. yeah. there you go